Jingle, jingle, jingle. This is Worst Take. Coming at you. Pre-recorded. What's going on, guys? We got Makana. We got Matt. We've got a good time. Today, we're going to be talking about the NBA. It will be our first NBA current podcast. Last week, I did a solo historical podcast. However, this we're going to be talking about current. Now, today is Tuesday, and two days ago, obviously, Sports World was traumatized, shocked, devastated with the passing of Kobe Bryant. So many people have put out their own thank you to Kobe Bryant and everything. Um, obviously, Kobe Bryant's the reason why I love basketball. Um, everybody in Portland, where I grew up, um, obviously big Blazers fans. However, everyone was still a big fan of Kobe, even though he was on the Lakers. Like, big rival. Everybody hated the Lakers, but everyone loved Kobe when I was growing up. Um, one thing that I did want to say about Kobe is Kobe obviously was huge for the NBA, one of the biggest names NBA history, but he was also the biggest supporter of the WNBA and women's basketball, and he had an impact on so many lives in the female basketball community that kind of goes unsung because a lot of people don't think that they're good enough, a lot of people don't think that, but Kobe, Kobe disagreed. Kobe argued that Elena Deladon could play in the NBA. He argued that their talent level was just as much as the men. And he was a huge supporter. When people ask Kobe, why doesn't he have a son? Gigi, who tragically was in the helicopter with him, would always say, nah, I got this. And at first, I was in the belief that I really wanted Kobe to have a son. Because I wanted to watch whatever his son's name was play in the NBA. But all of a sudden, I heard Kobe talk about Gigi, the way that he supported her. And all of a sudden, I started to get hyped for when she would get to collegiate sports, when she got to play in the Women's March Madness, when she got to the WNBA. I was going to start watching that. Um, so that, obviously, is horrifically tragic. Uh, prayers out to Vanessa and the rest of the Bryant family. But one of the major questions is, why did Kobe fly in a helicopter? Now, why he did it was he did an interview, and he said why he did it was for family. He did got stuck in L.A. traffic, so a lot of times he would miss being able to pick up his daughters from school. And because of that, he started looking into investing in private helicopters. So when Vanessa would say, no, I can pick up the kids from school, Kobe said, no, I have to do it because he's on the road. He doesn't get to see them. He said that those 20 minutes in the car meant the world to him. So the reason why he took those helicopters was to stay with his family, to get connected, because that's who Kobe was. He just was a really, I don't want to say humble because he's competitive as anybody, but he's really down to earth, family oriented, friend oriented, great person, and just horrific loss for the NBA and sports community. Um, yeah, I think, I think one thing that you could tell it was very prevalent with all the stories about Kobe was just how much he had touched so many people in the league. Like there was like a good like 50 athletes at least, at the very, very minimum, that were like, oh, I talked to Kobe like day in and day out. And he, like even Sharif O'Neal posted, um, he posted a, he like post a screenshot yeah, of, he of a text that with morning, Kobe. Yeah. Like trying to hook And up. there's just so many people like, that Kobe would help every day. And you could really see like his impact across the league. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, one thing, one of the biggest Kobe Bryant when he was playing was his beef with Shaq. 
And in the Shaq Kobe Bryant one-on-one interview, Shaq thanked Kobe for something that he did while they were playing. Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal were co-MVPs at the NBA All-Star Game. Sharif O'Neal was in that audience, and Shaq obviously thought Kobe wanted the award, but Kobe said, Shaq, you take that award, you give that to Sharif. Like, that's when Shaq said that he realized that Kobe Bryant wasn't his enemy. Kobe Bryant was actually a great friend, and Kobe Bryant cares about everybody, wants to help everybody. And Sharif O'Neal shared that picture with the world. He's like, I will always treasure this trophy. Um, He just meant so much. He talked to LeBron the morning. He was on a phone call Sunday morning with LeBron. And that was the last voice of Kobe LeBron heard. And a lot of the Lakers teammates that were listening in on that call heard. Um, Just, He's also the third NBA MVP ever to die. The NBA has not lost any legends other than Wilt Chamberlain and Moses Malone are the only other two NBA MVPs to die. I did not know that. And they were old. He's the first basketball player that's ever had that big of an impact to not live to be old. Like, Bill Russell's still kicking. Kareem's still kicking. I was talking, I was talking kicking. to one of my friends, and he was talking about how, and he's a huge Kobe fan, and he's talking about how, like, oh, like, we haven't, like, nothing like this has happened since, like, Lynn Bias. And I was like, yeah, but the difference between Lynn Bias and Kobe was, is that Kobe was such a big person to everyone. He's such a big deal. Yeah. And Lynn Bias wasn't really, he wasn't even, even into his career yet. There is no sports death that can even compare to Kobe Bryant's. I know that there have been professional athletes that have died during their career. Pat Tillman, Sean Taylor. However, those guys, Kobe Bryant was one of the most loved players in basketball. Was the, one of the greatest players of all time. And he was just getting started on his new career. And that, like, he's the biggest death for me, like, in my opinion. Um, he's the biggest death since maybe ever, but, like, people that you could put up to that is, like, Princess Diana. Um, just people that died in fluke accidents. Um, I'm not going to put Tupac in there because Tupac was shot. Um, whereas Kobe Bryant dies in just a, it can happen to anybody accident. Yeah. He wasn't targeted. Just. All of a sudden, right out there. Also, obviously, we're thinking about the other seven people that died in that plane crash. Or, not plane, helicopter crash, along with Kobe and Gigi. Um, I'm sure that they were also wonderful people. But Kobe Bryant just had an impact on so many people. And I think it was really cool the way that Mark Cuban retired number 24. Pretty much that day, he announced that they're retiring that number. And today, a lot of players in the NBA have actually started changing their number. I think Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie changed his number. Um, I think, I want to say R.J. Barrett came out and said that he didn't want to be called the Maple Mamba anymore. um, Out of respect for Kobe. Um, However, there have also been other players that have said that they're going to stick with number 24. Because Kobe's the reason why they chose that number. Um, I know... Paul George used to wear number 24 in Indiana before he switched to 13. Um, Just one of the most prominent numbers in sports. And him wearing two of them. Um, So many people wore eight. So many people wore 24 just because of Kobe. Yeah. But um, obviously, I could talk about Kobe all day. He's my favorite athlete of all time. But um, 
I think we've heard enough about Kobe in these last couple of days that getting something refreshing is definitely going to be helpful. So let's talk into current playing NBA. Um, so first of all, Zion Williamson in the last week has finally come back from injury. What do you and think, Matt? He's been he's been pretty spectacular. I mean, his opening day game was just kind of showed like how good of a player he could be. I know he went four from four for three. He had seventeen yeah. straight points. And I mean, this is what everyone expected from Zion, you know, just pure dominance. The one thing that like people criticized about his game was he couldn't shoot. And then all of a sudden he comes out, knocks down four threes. And I know that's been talked about a lot too, like, oh he shot four for four from three. But like, yeah, he he shot four from four from three and he's one of the greatest dunkers we've ever seen. Yeah. So you just add a little uh, that aspect of the game, and he comes yeah. out and he does it flawlessly. The first it's like game. people people criticize Ben Simmons because he can't shoot. Then they criticize Zion the same way. Then Zion comes out and goes, "All right, yeah, I'll knock down four threes my first NBA game." Simmons is at like two. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. And also, when he went on that seventeen point run, the Pelicans were not in that game. They had a chance at the end of the game because Zion brought them back in, but he was on a minutes restriction, so he didn't get to finish the game. So he yeah. gets them back in the game, then he subs out, and then obviously they can't keep up. But I think that adds such an element yeah, so to first, the Pelicans. The first three games, he's gone gone uh, 18 minutes, 21 minutes, and 27 minutes. Yeah. So he, he'll eventually start playing in the 30, 30 minutes. But, I mean, for right now, you got to ease him into it. He's a big guy. We know all the stamina questions coming out. Yeah. But Do you think that um, he's got a chance to... To win Rookie of the Year, or no? Um, I think Jaws leading the I think uh, conversation Jaws, right now. I think Jaws definitely gonna win it. I mean, he has a chance, but I don't. I don't really think he will. I think. I mean, I think Jaws been really good. I think Jaws made just some crazy plays, and I mean, he's missed like three months of the year. Joel Embiid almost won Rookie of the Year, playing I think twenty one games. Um, but the other thing is. If Zion and the Pelicans are able to make the playoffs after being one of the worst teams in the NBA without him, and if he's able to get them into the playoffs, I think that could make him. Want, I don't think he'll win it if they don't make the playoffs. Okay, I'd agree with that. If he make, and I mean, he would have to pass. He would job. have to pass the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um. Right now in the standings, they are. They have, I think they have eighteen and twenty nine. I think the Grizzlies have four games on the Pelicans. They four, have four, four games. and a half, something like that. Yeah, so obviously I think it's really fun to watch Zion. Um, yeah, Pelicans are four and a half games out of the eight seed. I don't think anybody's going to get into the seven seed. I think it's a race for eighth, it's a race for fifth, and it's kind of a race for second, maybe first for a couple of teams. But Matt, we didn't really introduce what's your favorite team. Um, I'm a Clippers fan. All right, so yeah, I'm an Oklahoma City fan, Clippers fan for Matt. Carson, who's not here, he's a Lakers fan. So, obviously, down the line, when the Clippers and Lakers play each other, hopefully in the playoffs, I think that would be a great series. Yeah, I think that would be an awesome series. Um, but I don't know. I think Oklahoma City's the best team in the NBA, if we're not counting the top 10 teams. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think that this team is so well-designed for Zion. Um the Pelicans are because they have Lonzo, who's a great sh- passer. Um, they've got Brandon Ingram, who can score 
by himself. And then Drew Holiday can also score by himself, but is also a great defender. Like, they've got great defense. Yeah. And Zion, Zion isn't a fantastic, like, one-on-one type of defender. Like, he can stay in front of you a little bit, but he's an amazing weak side help. And the presence. The presence that presence, his vertical, more. he had a block into, like, the fifth row um, playing weak side. I think Brandon Ingram gets beat, and then Zion just comes out of nowhere and swats it over the bench. And it's just yeah. like... That I think that they're going to be a good team. I don't. Lonzo still. I mean, he still has like flaws in his game. I don't know if his free throws have been much better this year. His shooting isn't great. He's just such a good. My he's a good defender and he's got great passing. I don't, he is a really. And he's good not going to lose the passing and defense. Um, I I think he's like if he doesn't get a shot like this is probably as good as we're ever going to see him. Yeah, but if he can get that shot, maybe being a like number four option behind all those guys, he could start getting a little bit of confidence. But they had an inbound pass where Lonzo just throws it up, and Zion had a monster dunk just off the inbounds pass because he's just so athletic. I want to say it was against the Celtics, and he just totally jumps out of the building, throws it down. Yeah, I think if they were to make the playoffs, I mean, I feel like it's. I mean, you know what you're going to get out of Redick. Um, I think you'd have to have Ingram, especially Ingram and Zion, really step up big. In a Imagine few the Lakers have the one and the Pelicans have the eight. That would be really And we get a LeBron versus Zion and then Anthony Davis against the Pelicans. But then Brandon Ingram and Lonzo against the Lakers. I think that would be an amazing series. Hart, too. Hart was on that team, too. Yeah. We got Josh Hart. Um, I think that would just be really cool. Obviously, yeah. I don't think it would be like super close, but it'd be really fun to watch just the storylines that were going down. But if Zion somehow like won that series, they'd be like <laughs> the greatest. Then, then he gets rookie of the year. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Zion wins the NBA Finals, he wins. Nah, but it's a regular season award, so yeah, I know playoffs don't mean. But anything. it would. Do they do they do like the NFL like right before the finals no so oh they gosh they changed it like three years ago and now the they have this awful award ceremony now it used to be Is it right it, after the season the regular season no it used to be the day at like the 82nd game i'm pretty sure and they would like and now or maybe it's the first playoff game and basically the commissioner would come out onto the floor and like announce you know we got the mvp and then they would come out they would receive it but now they've got this horrible, horrible award show that's like two hours. And I always watch it because I'm a Thunder fan. So in recent years, I've kind of had money in the game where it's like uh, Westbrook, wanting, Westbrook wanting to see Westbrook win, hoping maybe Paul George could win defense player of the year. I didn't think he would last year. But like, you know, looking mm-hmm. out for that, looking for like a couple of the awards that they can maybe win. But um, like, it's just so bad. Like, the NBA just doesn't put on good shows in that aspect. The NFL award show also sucks, though. Like, yeah, award shows are so boring because like it takes five minutes to say. But see, they they prolong them, and you just really don't need to prolong them. It's like them. I'll hear the speeches. I think a lot of the speeches are really cool, but like I don't need to hear some random celebrity roast a bunch of NBA players or NFL players. Yeah, like it's just not fun. Like I don't know. It's just. I think the NFL award show is hosted by Steve Harvey this year. The NFL? The NFL. 
That's going to be awful. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be so bad. The NBA... No chance I'm watching that. Oh, I can't remember who did it last year. I think Drake did it one year. I think think he did. But he was like combined with the NBA on TNT crew... With Shaq and Kenny and Chuck. It just seems like they try too hard to like oh, get people yeah. to watch. You know, like they're like begging people to watch. Like, oh, come on, please. Drake's doing it. You but know, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think people care at that point. Like, half the time I'm not watching it. It's like on Twitter. It also gets announced on Twitter before it happens. Yeah. Like, Woj always tweets out. And he's like, oh, yeah, this guy won. And then all of a sudden it's like, the winner is and everybody knows. Yeah, that's like with the NFL draft, too. That's why I, I'll just turn off my... Yeah, I won't look at my phone because I'll say it's like, oh, there's five picks ahead. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, the ninth pick in the draft. I'm like, yo, the first pick hasn't even drafted yet. Yeah. Come on. But um, it's always like two hours before the draft starts. Like last year, it's like Baker's going to be the pick. And I was like, really? Yeah. It, <laughs> or not last Adam, year, two years ago. Adam Schefter, he's the one that tweets it out, right? And then it's Woj. And then it, yeah, but like the pick, like I think, no, I think Baker was like in the morning. It was like, Baker's going to be the guy. Oh, and yeah, like, and I like, love wow, the terminology like, that they always use because it's always like, there's a clear indication. Like yeah. Woj always goes for like these very elaborate, it's like they have their eye on this guy or whatever. But Yeah, I also think that the, and the NBA draft is really like, it's a lot harder to watch than the NFL draft too because it's like, okay, cool. The first three guys that are going to be all stars got picked, and then like two more players in the whole draft, yeah, all stars, <laughs> and that's it. And like yeah. at the very like at the highest chance, even like the guys are like five to ten. It's like there's a better chance they'll be an all star, but probably none of them will. Yeah, like I watch a little bit of college basketball during the season. Obviously, I watch March. Yeah, Madness, I watch March Madness, but I watch I watch a couple of games throughout the season. But it's not like I'm I watch like huge... the like big games. It there, like like yeah. last year I watched a lot just because Duke. Yeah, you know, I watched like, Zion, I watched, like, Duke, and UNC. Yeah, it was I really did fun. watch that. But I also watch I watch Stanford games because I'm a Stanford college fan. But um, like no, not as many people watch college basketball. Whereas college football, like you just end up obviously there's also seven games. rounds. You kind of you've got like your whole team that you know, and it's like a, a lot of the D one schools. It's like. You know, like five or six guys, and they've also been playing for drafted. three years. Yeah, way or, less or one two or, and done. Two or three years. Not there's not many players that are one year starters. Yeah, like Quinn and Williams was one last year, but then like the NBA draft, it's like they're all one and done. Every single one of them. Yeah, and then also it's like all the big names in March Madness, and it's like you think all these guys are so good because you barely watch any college basketball, and then it's like you turn on March Madness, and then all of a sudden it's like. Oh yeah, those guys went late second round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the Martin twins or whatever. It's like they dominate in March Madness and then it's Mo, like Mo Wagner went off in March Madness and I was like, <laughs> yeah. that's good. Jimmer Fredette. Yeah. But Jimmer Fredette was a relatively high pick. He just didn't pan out. Yeah. But uh oh Carson Carson Edwards, he was amazing for Purdue. He dropped like I think he averaged like forty points in the first three games. But, um, because he took every shot. Who was the guy that played for Murray State? That's Jaw. No, 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 no. Not last, like a while back. And he was like amazing and like won like, ga- had like game winners. Oh. And he was a point guard. I forget his name. Yeah. Um. I don't, he might be a backup somewhere. There's also Kentucky had that guy. Or no, it was Michigan. Michigan or Kentucky had a guy that hit three consecutive game winners or something like that. And it's like. It's like it's so fun to watch that, but um, obviously it, it does. It's like I feel like in in like college football, like when guys do that, then like 
it, I don't know. I feel like that it means more in college you football. Ma- if you make a huge play in college football, you're going to get drafted way higher than I mean, look at Clowney. Clowney was the number one pick virtually off one play. Yeah. I mean, like, that, obviously, obviously was he was like, super I mean, like, but that's what, like, but it was, like, the play that put him on the map. It's kind of like the uh, the Heisman moment or what. Like, yeah. people say it's, like, that's the moment that put, like, Lamar this year had that spin move in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Um, Stephen Curry, when he won the MVP, I think it was 2016, when he hit the, like, 40-footer against Oklahoma City, and, and Mike Breen does the classic bang, and it was just like, dang. <laughs> This guy can shoot. Like that's when everyone was like, "Okay, yeah, he's the best shooter of all time." But um, so gone over Zion. Let's talk about um, a little bit of some surprising teams in the NBA. I'll start off. I'll say a huge surprise for me has been the Portland Trailblazers. They're um, horrible because they only play ISO ball. They only play ISO ball. But the other thing is, I thought Asan Whiteside was such a good addition for them. And I was like, okay, they've got a big now that can block shots and can get rebounds. Hassan Whiteside is doing really well. I think he's averaging 14 rebounds a game. He's top one of the top in blocks. He's having a good year. If you look statistically, he's having a good year. And then all of a sudden you're like, the Blazers are the worst defensive rebounding team. Or they give up the most offensive rebounds in the NBA. Whiteside Lil- averages, he has 14 rebounds a yeah, I think he's averaging 12, 8, and th- 2, 12, 8, and 3. I think he's averaging. But yeah, not he has three blocks. Three blocks, yeah. It's like, you look at that, it's like, wow, they're balling out. Like, Melo's playing okay, but the problem is... But he has is, pretty good numbers. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh, wow, Melo's doing good. They're probably but it's, they're probably doing real well. It's just ISO. Yeah. Damian Lillard, though, has been going off recently. I think he averaged over 50 points yeah, in the White, last week. Yeah, Whiteside has great numbers. He has 15, 14, and three blocks. Yeah. And they're still so bad. And he's shooting 59%. Yeah. 59.8. That is, those are great numbers. And like, and Damian Lillard, he's playing good this year. CJ McCollum, not playing that good. But, um, I mean, obviously, like, they have gone through injuries. I think Zach Collins got hurt. They recently traded Anthony Tolliver, I know. But they just... There's not that deep. They either. did lose, I think, Shabazz Napier. They lost Shabazz Napier. I think he was on the team last year. Um, but, like, it's just crazy how they haven't been as good. Did they have Ennis Cantor last year? Might have. For some reason, yeah, I, think I think Ennis Cantor played with them last year. Then he's N- having the Celtics. Nurkic's been hurt, right? Nurkic's been hurt, but that, was, that happened late last Ronnie year. Ronnie Hood's hurt. Right? Yeah, he's still there. They're all just like, I mean, they're super injured, but also like not injured to the point where like I'm not gonna say the Warriors are surprising, like because they're really injured. Yeah, yeah, like they're not the same but team. The Blazers, oh, it's just kind of it's really weird that they're just that bad. Awful. Um, a team that's surprising that they're that they're really good is the Heat. I remember when Jimmy Butler signed with the Heat, I was like, oh, wow, this is just. It's an odd move. Signing with the Heat kind of hang him up a little bit. You know, yeah. so I was going to chill in South Beach. But they've been really good. They've really, played really team good. Kendrick Nunn, like undrafted rookie, the first like couple weeks of the season yeah. was like the best player in the They're NBA. They're one of like the best three-point shooting teams. They have a, yeah. they have, they've uh, got Tyler Hero. And the other, what's the other white dude's name? Uh, Duncan Robinson. Robinson. And then they got Drogic off the bench. 
Dragic was like, I mean, he was a really good NBA player a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, he's know? an all. He he's was an All Star last year or really? two years ago. Yeah, yeah. He was in the All Star game. Um. Then Bam Adebayo has been playing really, really well this year. Um. I think he should be an All Star. He better be an All Star. He's he's he is scary when he comes into the paint. Yeah, like, he is a soul taker. <laughs> a soul taker. Yes. If when guys get stuck, they look up and they're like, "Oh no!" And they he just consistently dunks on people. He he's built like a tank. Yeah. He's built like the dude on the Bad Boy Pistons that would set the screens. What's his name? Not, not Ben Wallace. Are you talking Bill Lambeer? No, 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 no. The other guy. Oh, what's his name? Oh, he Gerald was... Wallace. <laughs> Rashid Wallace. Um, I mean. Like they had Dennis Rodman. Um, I'll give you the name in just a second. Not Alonzo Mourning. Rick Mahorn. Oh yeah. Set the most mean screens of <laughs> anyone. He's built like that dude. Yeah. But he fly. He floats. Um, um. Let's see. Another team. Sixers. They've been all right. I think they've been shockingly not as good. I think that they'll they'll figure it out though. I, yeah, the only problem is Ben Simmons. I think is taking a step back this year. Um, like he's still playing really good defense. Uh, Embiid's been really good. Just them having <laughs> Al Horford and Tobias Harris. I think it's. Just I mean, kind Tobias of a is weird. It's, it's just kind of a weird built team. Yeah. They've like, also got their, oh, their first the, four James guys. James Johnson. They've got, their, but he just got hurt. Their first four guys. Are Simmons, Embiid, um, Tobias, Tobias, then Al and Al Horford, and it's just a weird mix. That's yeah. It's I don't know. It's just okay. You have Horford. He's like a stretch big. And yeah. You have Embiid, who's stretch big, but he's super dominant around the paint. So like, he's not really a stretch big. He he's a he could shoot, but he's a yeah. guy that likes to stay. He's in the an paint. interior guy. Then you have Ben Simmons, who is the farthest thing from a shooter. <laughs> But he's a great passer. I, I don't know if I could really see Simmons succeeding, like, like, yeah. oh, like really, like, over like, doing really well. Yeah. I don't think I could see that. And then they've got, like, Tobias Tobias Harris. is super overpaid. I mean, the Clippers got rid of him because he was overpaid. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he can make his shot sometimes. They, they basically, but... the Clippers basically traded for Shamit. And they're like, okay, we'll just have him do what Tobias did. Catch and shoot, yeah. yeah. Like you, you could just do the same stuff. Yeah. And it's really weird. I don't know. I don't. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Tobias. It's a weird. Game. It's just they, a weird. Lineup. When the Clippers traded Tobias last year, they got better after they traded him. Yeah. <laughs> they traded him and Boban and got Shamit and. And they also traded um. What's the dude that got beat up at the Eagles game? Oh yeah, um, James Johnson. No, not James Johnson. Um, James Johnson is on that team, but, um... I don't know why I can't think of his name. Oh, gosh. It's, um... He got shot. I feel like I'm... I, I know Mike Scott. Mike, Mike Scott. Mike Scott, yes. That's, that's him. Yeah, they traded him. They traded Boban. I forget. Boban plays on the Mavs. I do think that the Mavs are really exciting, too. I didn't think the Mavs were going to be that good. Mainly because Porzingis hasn't even been that good, and they're still really good. Yeah, that's it just, just shows that's how Luka. good Luca's so That's Luca. He's he's amazing. I mean, you watch him; he hits every big shot. Yeah, so clutch. I mean, he's been a pro for I think five years. Like he's been there. Um, 
one team that I want to say is pretty surprising. I'm going to go with the pit, not the Pistons, the Pacers. Because I think the Pacers with, have been so good, though. But without Victor Oladipo, yeah. for them, like, like Malcolm Brogdon, like, really stepped up this year. And then, obviously, I, I've always thought Domas is pretty good, Domas Sabonis. But, um, like, he's been playing really well. And then uh, Miles Turner's been playing. One uh, thing Bogdanovich they signed also Bogdan, been playing he's really, really good. good. But um, I, I've always thought they've been a really good organization yeah. and a team though. So they're a very well, team oriented. Yeah, yeah. Oladipo, I mean, he's a really good player, but he's not like super superstar, you know. Not like one yeah. Of, he, For a team, I'm gonna say this team is shockingly good, and they still suck. And I'm gonna say the Charlotte Hornets. Because at the beginning of that the year, That's I would true. have said that that roster was the worst team in the history of the NBA. Yeah, they're like best guy, scary Terry. Yeah, and like all of a sudden they get. Like, do they still have Batum? Devonte Graham. They still have Batum. Nick Batum. They do. Malik. Monk. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have Batum. Malik Monk. Malik Monk. He had a recently good game, but he hasn't been great. No. But like for some reason, like they're currently, Zeller. They're currently losing to the Knicks right now. So. Yeah. But, like, I mean, they've already got 15 wins. I thought that they were going to have, like, maybe 10 at the end of the year. Maybe Scary Terry's the truth. The problem is it hasn't even been Scary Terry. It's Devontae Graham. Scary Terry's averaging 17.84-4. Pretty good numbers. But for a starting number one option. That's true. true. Like, he was signed to be the number one. Okay, Devontae Graham's averaging 18.7 and and, uh, 3.7. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Um, um, let's see. One thing I thought is very interesting is the L.A., how, like, the L.A. battle is going to shape out. And, I mean, I, I still think the Clippers are a better team, but the Lakers have been, like, like they've been a very, like, good team team. It's not yeah. LeBron and AD just putting everyone in Which is what was criticizing them, is that everyone thought that their roster wasn't built to have that depth. And the Clippers have been absolutely carried by their stars. I know, and the Clippers had such good depth. It's been the complete opposite. Where, I mean, and in the playoffs, like, you gotta have the depth. Like, and obviously, like, both their stars are gonna show up in the playoffs, so that's not really the question. Well, Paul George might not. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, but if Paul George doesn't, they just won't give him the ball. They'll just give Lou Will the ball. So it's okay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, like, I mean, Her- Montrez Harrell's kind of been a little bit of a liability for the Clippers on defense, you know, because you got a big guy, and then, uh oh, the biggest guy on the floor is six foot seven. <laughs> uh oh. That's a problem. Yeah. And, and he's, he's really good on offense, but, and he gets so many offensive rebounds, so you kind of want to ignore, like, oh, He's getting dominated on defense, but it happens. Yeah. And the Lakers, the Lakers bench has been good. Kuz has been playing better. Yeah. They, Kuz been, has been balling. They've been really good. Now the Clippers have beaten both times they've played. That's why I think I do. I still think the Clippers are better, and I still think the Clippers are finding it out. And it's it's surprising to me, like if you watch both those teams play how much better over the year the, the Lakers have been than the Clippers, and they only have three and a half games on them. Yeah. It's just such a weird Considering situation. Considering how much rest the Clippers give their stars, yeah. for them to still be the two seed. Down only three and a half three games. Three and a half games. Um, other than that, there's not a ton of surprises. 
Phoenix started off really strong, <laughs> and then DeAndre just... Ayton was like, oh, yeah, let's uh, get suspended for 25 games. Yeah, they um, can't win with that. So that wasn't that good. Milwaukee, I expected Milwaukee to be really good. Um, Milwaukee is really good. Like, honestly, yeah. I mean, they're 40-6. and six. Like, You know what was one of those interesting stories in the NBA is how the Celtics had, like, they have the most assets ever. And they just didn't really cash in on it. They didn't trade for Paul George because they wanted to keep Scary Terry, but they let him walk in free agency. <laughs> Doesn't really make any sense. Yep. But they had just... I'm, it, I remember, I think the Red Sox had won the World Series and the Patriots had won the Super Bowl and the Celtics looked like they had all the assets you could ever imagine and it was like, oh no, it's about to be like three for three. I don't know if it was all in one year. Yeah, they had like, because they had Jalen like, Brown, Jason Tatum. And it was like, oh, they're going to trade one. And they, no, uh, no. Like, nah, we like our young pieces. And then they let Kyrie go. I don't, I don't know if I should say left. I, I think they kind of swapped out Kyrie. I actually kind of... I'd rather have Kemba than Kyrie. Yeah, I do like Kemba. He fits better on that team, too. Yeah. But um, they, they let Al Horford walk. Yeah. They just let everything... Like, they're just like, oh, yeah. And then they're like, okay, we're going to bring in Nais Cantor. I just it's don't... Weird. I just don't really like how they... I feel like they could... I feel like they could easily be like, yeah, it's in the... West, it's the Lakers and the Clippers. In the East, it's the Bucks and the Celtics. And they just didn't really capitalize. And now it's not. It's, Same with like it's the, the Celtics. Uh, Sixers. Yeah. Like, yeah it, like, it, like this year, it could have been like Bucks, Sixers, Bucks, Celtics. But it's just like the Bucks. And then a whole bunch of other teams. Yeah. Maybe they could do something. But like, and maybe they will. Maybe they will. But like, yeah. There's I mean, the not Bucks a, were dominant a, last year, too. There's not a clear number, too. That's what's weird. And yeah. there's some teams in the East that totally could have pulled it, pulled it out. Yeah, like Toronto, I'm not as surprised as a lot of people about Toronto because... I thought they were going to be pretty good. Like, Maybe not this good, but... Like, Kawhi, obviously Kawhi left, but like getting another year with Spicy P and um, like him being able to like try and actually take over, just it worked out. Um, he's really good, obviously. But, um, so, obviously, All-Star Games were announced recently. So we're going to do a little bit of a game. Um, we're going to do an all-star starters draft. Um, Matt, you're going to be LeBron. I'm going to be Giannis. Um, let's flip a coin to see who gets to go first. Heads, you get to draft first. Tails, I get to draft first. All right. Yep. All right. What do we got? Heads. Heads? So I go first. All right. So who am I? I'm LeBron? Yeah, you're LeBron. Why don't you you're read Giannis? off the name of players just for... Okay, so sake. the East starters were Giannis, Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimba Walker, and Trey Young. In the West, you had AD, Luka, James Harden, LeBron, and Kawhi. All right. So if I'm LeBron, I'm taking Kawhi. Okay. If I'm Giannis, I think Giannis definitely goes with Luka. Just get that European... Yeah, I think he would do that. Stronghold. Too. I think that's where he would go. So you're taking Luca? Yeah. Do you go back to back then? Like snake it? Um. They, they do ooh. that, don't they? I think they did snake it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm surprised, LeBron. You don't have him taking AD. All right. So I got Giannis. I got Luca. You know, I'm gonna go with a little snazzy pick. I'm gonna go with one of my favorite players in the league. I'm gonna go with Trey Young. 
I think Giannis and Luca playing with Trey Young would be so scary. Yeah, that, that would be terrifying. <laughs> that would be so scary. Okay, if I'm LeBron, I'm after that. I'm gonna go AD, obviously. Okay. That would that would have probably been my number two pick. Yeah. Um. And I think okay, just thinking. If I'm LeBron, I would probably pick Harden next. Okay. So I got. LeBron, Kawhi, AD, and Harden. So basically, the whole West team. <laughs> basically. Wait. But you took. Oh, Luka. I took Luca. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So, do you still have one more pick after this? Yeah, you have two, and then I have one. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm. So basically, I get to pick who yeah. your extra guy is. Um. I think Giannis takes Embiid. And. Hmm. Siaka or Kemba? I think I'm going to go Siakam just because the athleticism between Siakam and Giannis and then having Trey Young yeah, and Luke on Trae, the outside. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be big. So then I'm not going to take Kemba. I'm going to take Jimmy Butler. The, the guy who should have started the All-Star game. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know if he should have. I I think that if I had to pick the starters, I would have taken. I wouldn't have taken Kemba. I would. I would have picked Jimmy, but yeah, I like Jimmy. But it'd be Kemba Walker. So, LeBron's team: Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, AD, James Harden, and Kemba. Pretty pretty damn good. And team. then and then we've got versus Trey Young, Luka Doncic, Pascal Siakam, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid. I, I could definitely see the teams playing out of something. something yeah, I like think that, that could be really because I think depending on who gets the first pick, but I think I think LeBron will pick Kawhi out of just like respect for the other. I don't know. LA LeBron team. might go AD just because it's his teammate. See, that's true, but uh, well, I mean, Giannis got the first pick. Yeah, I think if Giannis has the first pick, though, he's going with. I think Giannis is taking Luca. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely. See I that. think like. Uh, it's, I think it's definitely between AD, Luka, and Kawhi for the first pick. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants Harden just because nobody's trying to play with Harden. <laughs> yeah. They're like, nah, you can find another team. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch you dribble all game. Yeah. You want to come off the bench, Harden? <laughs> you carry the team. Um, all right. What about some snubs that like we could talk about? Um. Like, this is kind of the talked about reserves in Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Chris Paul, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell would be the West. I don't think I don't think Paul George should make it. He hasn't played enough games. I don't think Paul George should make it. So it basically comes down to I think Rudy Gobert should as the backup center. Yeah. And then I think there's no forwards. I think it's I think it's Chris Paul, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert off the bench. Which is crazy. But, like, those are the four guys that have been playing the best. Like, Jokic hasn't been playing that well, and he's a center. Like, they're not going to put two centers there. And then, in the East, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Bradley Beal, Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum... (coughs) Demonis Sabonis, Kyle Lowry, I kind of talked about. I would say Bradley Beal, Jimmy Butler, 
Bam Adebayo, Demonis Sabonis, and... Ooh. I'll say Jason Tatum over Ben Simmons. I mean, I don't think that'll end up happening. I think Ben Simmons is definitely going to make the All-Star team. I don't know. I don't know if he... I don't like, know if I'd, I... I mean, he's on the Celtics. Like, they're both with all-star starters. Yeah. But who's playing better this year? Jason Tatum? Or, I mean, Boston's in the four seed. And I think everybody can agree that Joel Embiid is better than Kemba. Yeah. And, like, Jason Tatum's playing on a better team right now. Yeah. But, I mean, that's true. I mean, not by much. But, like, a couple games. Yeah. So, but... D-Rose... D- for the All-Star team? No. <laughs> Dude, yeah, just made a whole bunch of highlight plays. I hope he gets yeah. traded somewhere good, though. I want to oh watch him in the playoffs. Well, so, trade deadline's actually in nine days. So, is there really? any... Yeah, nine days. I'm pretty sure from today. Um, is there any team that could really use somebody? Like, um, I think some teams should really consider trading for Oklahoma City's Dennis Schroeder as a sixth man. I like, think... I think that the Clippers are going to get Collison. I mean, or the Lakers. It's one of the two. But he's deciding after like the All-Star break or the trade deadline. I forget when he's making yeah. his decision. I don't think that they would trade for a guard. You know who they could really use? Is Shea Gilgis-Alexander. <laughs> yeah, they could use him. That would be great. <laughs> um... I think that there's I, I read from Waj or Woj that like there's probably not gonna be any huge trades just because a lot of teams feel like the NBA is so wide open. And a lot of the teams that are really good are good because they've got such good chemistry. Yeah. It's not like they need like that extra piece to put them over the edge. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you really don't see like anything. Maybe like a couple yeah. moves. The Clippers are pretty good at moving around the deadline. You know, like say that. Yeah. Say that they think they can trade Jamichael Green for someone that's a little bit better. Someone that could get traded, maybe like a Kevin Love. I but like, it would wouldn't. It would be though. to a team that's really good. I don't think it would be to another contender. It would be to a team that like is also bad, like the Cavs. But yeah. like, maybe you'll see some moves like that. I don't. Yeah, I don't really think there'll be anything crazy like yeah. Marcus Cousins a couple years ago. Do you remember that one? Or honestly, Tobias was pretty shocking. Just yeah, like that was a pretty big well. name. They were doing really well. Yeah. Um, also, like I think Dennis Schroeder would be the one guy that teams could go after. I've read that some teams are into Chris Paul, but I don't, I don't think, think anybody's going to take so that money. Ex- he's so expensive. It's way too expensive for a team to take that risk. Um, and also, Oklahoma City would probably want a lot for him. But um, kind of crazy. I mean, I thought Oklahoma the City Mavericks was be could maybe good. make a move. Um, just, I've heard that they, they just traded for someone. They traded with Oklahoma uh, City. They traded. Um, no, they got Willie Colleyson from the. Oh yeah, Warriors. they also traded. That. But that was because um, what's the name went down. Yeah. Powell. Powell. Dwight yeah. Powell. Yeah, out of Stanford. But um, I've heard that maybe like Stephen Adams to the Mavericks. Yeah, just, I've like, heard a couple Stephen of Adams things. to the Clippers. Stephen Adams to a couple of teams. But then they had like this ridiculous trade. Uh, I've read it like it was a ridiculous trade for Stephen Adams, and I was like, why would they do this? It was like. I mean, Zubac is buns. I'm not gonna lie. No, he, I don't think he is. I think that, I think that he's flawed. I don't think he's bad. I think he has good defensive numbers. He does well on defense. 
But I think what helps him on defense is the fact that he gets to play with Kawhi Leonard in the starting lineup. Yeah, and that does true. help your overall defensive, like plus minus, all that kind of stuff. But um, like, if you look at the history of the NBA, teams that win the championship almost always have a really good big man. That's why when I did last week, like my NBA all time, like top ten all time players, like half of them are centers. Yeah. I also think the league used to be more center-driven, though, so it's kind of hard to judge. Yeah, but I mean, Kevin Love was big on the Cavs, Chris Bosh big on the Heat. I mean, the Lakers have AD, and the Clippers have Montrezl Harrell. I know it's like, oh, Montrezl Harrell, but like, that's their good... His, he, the he, big he, man. He makes, he makes big plays, though. Yeah. He does. He, he's an effort guy, like a Draymond Green. Uh, the Bucks have Brooke Lopez, um, another team. like the They Heat. also have Robin Lopez. <laughs> I mean, they do, but he got Bam out of bio. Yeah, that's huge. But also, the Bucks just have Giannis. Like Giannis is basically seven feet, six yeah, or seven that's feet. True. But like, Raptors have Siakam and Jonas. Oh, Marcus Saul. No, they traded Jonas. Yeah. I was thinking. I was thinking. I have Marcus Saul in my fantasy. Where is Jonas? Team. Memphis. That's right. I've seen him play this year. I just didn't remember where. Yeah, he plays with Jaw. He's always in the background of those highlights. <laughs> Jaw trying Jonas. to detonate on someone. Bad for Jonas. Didn't they like try to like not give him a ring or something? They didn't. <laughs> didn't he play on the team? Yeah, that year? for like thirty games. <laughs> him and someone else that they traded, they didn't give it to. I want to say. Um, They're like yeah. The uh, the and DeRozan. Yeah, DeRozan. That's his fault though. He didn't get it. Yeah, to DeRozan like. Wasn't on the team that year. But then they gave it to Drake. <laughs> they gave Drake a ring. They gave Drake a ring. They didn't give t- um, a player Jonas on a their ring. team. Oh, that's amazing. Like I remember Anderson Verajao was offered a ring by the Cavs the year the Cavs won. But like he was also on the Warriors. He got traded from the Cavs to the Warriors. But he didn't accept it. Yeah. Like a lot of times players don't accept the ring when they got traded. But like I feel like you should make that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like, you were a part of our team. I feel like last year made me like Kyle Lowry a lot more. I've always liked Kyle Lowry. I, I, I kind of always used to think Big he, booty. he just kind of sucked. <laughs> so I was like, uh, like, he doesn't do anything. Like, he isn't like, you know, he's not like an amazing shooter. He's not like, he doesn't do anything yeah. amazing. But he just, he just does little, he's a little scrappy player and he gets a little, like, a, he makes big plays. He makes, yep. and then like, when he got blocked and everyone's like, oh my god. Kyle Lowry's shot and like hit the backboard. It was like, yeah, it got blocked. <laughs> it got blocked. He got forced into like a last second shot and like chucked one up and it got tipped. And then like nobody realized that that was like Kyle Lowry's so bad because nobody nobody was watching the games on Twitter and and he's make he was he played a great game that like he was most of the reason they were in it and then he took like this shot that he gets forced into at the end. Everyone's like, oh, Kyle Lowry sucks. <laughs> yeah, no. He doesn't played. watch the game. And then it's yeah, like, oh, no, Kyle Lowry you watch the last two minutes and you see him take one shot and get blocked and you think he just... Like, an NBA player doesn't just take the shot and hit the side of the backboard. Come on. Andre Roberson does. Well, yeah. <laughs> Worst shooter. Ben Simmons does. Um, <laughs> all right, I feel like that's pretty good for the first NBA episode. Follow us on Twitter at the Worst Take Pod. Um, also, we're gonna have episode Thursday, and we're gonna have our base, basically our Super Bowl special. So for all the NFL fans out there, that'll be a big one. 
Um, and yeah. All right. Here. Yeah, Carson and Sam, I think, will both be there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll both be there. So we'll have a full full group talking about it. So we will see you on Thursday. Thank you.